You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is an emergency episode of Country Roads Confidential at Earsports.com, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Welcoming in Chris Anderson. Chris, we did a State of the Program podcast a week ago with the light that they shined over knee over top of Mountaineer field was a question mark where the bat symbol sometimes is. Uh, I looked outside today when I got back from basketball interviews and it was an exclamation point right above the 50 yard line at Mountaineer field, new offensive coordinator, new quarterbacks, coach. Welcome to town. Graham Harrell. Welcome to compelling off-season chatter here at West Virginia. This is a a flip on the head from what we were talking about, like I said, just one week ago. Yeah, uh, I mean, the big thing, you, you talked about needing identity. We, I've done my tapas comparison forever now. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? What is this offense? Who's calling plays? Answered, 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 and answered with this one right here. I mean, you're talking, you know, will he have success? That That's still to come. We'll see about that. He's had success so far. So we have a lot of coaches on WVU staff, so we'll see if they'll have success. But he answers the questions of what type of offense is West Virginia going to run? Uh, I think I don't want to say it's going to be some air raid, throw it all over the place kind of thing. But there is uh, an identity with him and with the plays calls that he's made, the offenses that he's coordinated so far. So you answered that. Uh, in that press relief, kind of just, man, I, I think we could have had four different, you know, news cycles out of that one press release from West Virginia, not just announcing that Harrell is is going to be the offensive coordinator, but a couple of the other changes we talked about, a notable exclusion we're going to talk about. And then also Neil Brown just casually mentioned that, yeah, the problems are all his fault, that he's been taking on a dual role and he'll no longer be taking on that dual role. I kind of just, well... I don't want to say he came flat out and said it, but said that he's taking, stepping back, taking a CEO role, and then also stating that Harold is a great play caller. Um, wow. <laughs> which, which of these things do you want to start with out of this press release, by the way? Listen, I'll, I'll say this. Winner, Neil Brown. Winner, the offense. Winner, the quarterbacks. Um, winner, the fans. Listen, this is just a, a slam dunk. It's a home run. I don't think you can come up with an adequate enough description for the 10th day of January. I understand there's a whole lot that has to happen, but if you're trying to win the press conference, you're trying to win the offseason. This goes a long way toward that. That's cool. This is also a win for just your level of sanity and bewilderment the last couple of seasons, because it did not look right on offense. It didn't. And I think any person who is invested in this in some level from low to high to intense to interested would look at what happened and say, this can continue. This has to have changes forthcoming. And that means what? That means who? You have to have somebody who's competent and experienced to come in and run the offense. You have to have the head coach be less involved and more, uh, I don't know if democratic or more um, removed from the situation, whatever you want to call it, distant. This is how things work at successful programs with rare exceptions. This is not look like the outfit that's going to be a rare exception. So, hey, do something. That makes sense. And then sometimes we we really get enraptured in, in football being very complex and staffing being complicated. And, oh, the sport is, is so convoluted. It's not. And if you were pulling your hair out because you thought there was a simple fix out there and you just didn't think that they were going to do it or they wouldn't do it. 
it's not easy just to go hire Graham Harrell, but you do what they've done today. You get a name, you get an identity, you move the pieces around so things just flow better, and so things work more toward the optimum. It makes a lot of sense, and it should work. I think that is the big takeaway for me, is that there, there's a right and a wrong way to do it, and I'm not saying that was wrong, but this certainly feels a lot more right than what they had in place before. Yeah, absolutely. And and the, I like what you just said there. It's not easy to just go out and get Graham Harrell. Um, those numbers, those contract numbers. Ooh, don't share them. Uh, yeah, but I let's not talk about that. But three years, I think, is one thing I want to focus on because uh, I believe we've gone from one-year deals to two-year deals to back to one-year deals, secretly back to two-year deals to now three-year deals? I mean, that's notable, yes. Maybe even more so than the money. The money's huge. That's the most they've ever paid an assistant. I don't think Tony Gibson got as high as Graham Harrell's third year is going to be. And they're going to do three years for coordinators now. That seems pretty clear. Um, And that's a big investment. The guy didn't have a job, so he comes maybe a little bit lower this year. But that money jumps up pretty significantly the second year. He might actually be getting paid by USC. In fact, I'd be surprised if he's not. There's something offsetting there. So... They did a good business move there, too, because I'm, I'm going to assume he's still due money this year because he was let go by USC. West Virginia offsets the salary with a, a nice number, but that probably comes out the books next year from USC, and West Virginia boosts it, too. Um, people wonder why that salary pool is so significant. Sometimes you have to spend to solve problems, and they did. I mean, they, they have problems on offense. And to get to your point, Brown's revelation, um, I don't think he – wrote that from the room that we typically meet him in because he's never been that forthright and that honest about things. And he does have an honest thread. Like he, he can be pretty clear with you on some things about how, you know, this sucks. I was pissed. We kind of laugh about that sometimes because it's so unlike him, but he does have that honest thread that, that transparent, never like what we read today in that press release. I think that's spot on. Like he definitely, it's like he was taking note of the critiques and the, the pinpricks that maybe hurt the most or hit the hardest. And he addressed them all. And again, People who said and thought those things were by and large right. Maybe he can't admit that during the season. But, hey, I think a lot of people just like to read or to hear what he had to say today because there hadn't been any communication since the bowl game. Probably a negative. Um, but this says a whole lot more than just what's on the press release, although that press release, as you noted, pretty revealing. Do we want to move on to the other parts of that press release real quick? Well, who else goes where now? Let's talk about that because there's two names in there. There's one name that's not. And that's where this kind of gets interesting because this is not done yet. Yeah, the, the first move, it, it notes right off the bat, kind of in the first paragraph, I believe, that uh, Jared Parker, who was the offensive coordinator, is now co-offensive coordinator, and Chad Scott, who was co-offensive coordinator, is now run game coordinator. Um, and then I don't know how much that's going to really change their role with the team. Uh, but again, the, the one name that's not there that, it seems noteworthy is there is no Sean Reagan and Sean Reagan was the quarterback's coach for the last three years. So, and Harold, by the way, offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach for West Virginia in that announcement. So uh, I think there's obviously some answers that still need to be, that are still coming. There's still some movement coming. Yeah. You're not hiring David Chang and asking him to paint your house. Right. Right. Like, he's going to come in and do his thing. So the guy who was your cook 
is not your cook anymore. Um, and if, if Sean Reagan was going to be on the staff, if he was going to be the tight ends coach, he would have been in that press release. Um, I would say he's collateral damage at this point. Probably a fair assumption. Um, not official. Nothing ever is. Could he be the tight ends coach? No one I talked to expects that. Parker and Scott relocated now to co-coordinator and then co-coordinator slash run game coordinator for Chad Scott. Um, they've coached tight ends before at the power five level. If that was the move that would have been announced, I would imagine that Graham Harrell is going to have his tight end coach on campus pretty soon. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's going to be outside of out of house again, I think it is kind of where I'm leaning and I'm assuming that's where you're you're leading me here um, is that that's not what that that is the way West Virginia is going to go, that it might even be somebody uh, with connections to Harold rather than Brown. You can't foist his staff, your staff upon your new coordinator. I think you have to let him come in and, and do what he wants and. Could that be a guy who recruits really well and then also knows tight ends? Could it be a young and up-and-coming guy? Sure. It could be. Could it be a GA he had at USC? Could it be someone that he worked with at North Texas? This is all on the table, but that's that's your next maneuver, I would think, is that who's going to coach the tight ends? Could it be Parker? Could it be Scott? Maybe unlikely. I think that would have been – I think they would have not been as specific today. And I right. would imagine that when you make this move, hey, Jared, hey, Chad, we're bringing in Graham Harrell. Um Let's make this work. And then those guys got to want to stay. You'd much rather replace one guy than two or three. And Parker and, and Scott are not without value on this stuff. And nor is Reagan. Uh, Reagan, I think, is a low-key good recruiter that people don't recognize, right? Right, yeah. But you don't want to lose all these guys. And you might say, how do we make this work? Hey, Jared, I'm going to make you tight end scouts. Well, I'm not going to be here very long then. That's not going to work. And then you, you can really make a good argument that the receivers were better and that Scott knows what he's doing with, with running backs. And then let's keep these guys here. Hey, your co-coordinator, hey, your run game coordinator, everybody wants a title, and we'll figure out tight ends. And I would imagine that's going to be Harold's first hire. Would you like to take a guess at who's the tight ends coach at USC this past year? It's great, isn't it? <laughs> it is so full circle. I can't even wrap my hand around it. But Seth Deggy is the tight ends coach from USC in 2021. It's delightful. It's I almost just want to see it just to, like he could be the best coach in the world. I, I honestly have no clue. I believe he's I mean, he's still very young. So, I, I yeah, he's G.A. wide receivers coach at Bowling Green. And then this is his first year coaching at the power five level uh, as 2021. So it could end up being amazing. But just the watching the fans, not sure how to comprehend all of that would just be too much for me to handle, I think. The quarterback in the portal has got a pretty interesting name, too. Who's that? There's so many right now. Uh, I don't know. Like, like there's there are some. This is this is another thing, too. You you get a guy like this who can coach. Who? I mean, I mean, they, they had a loaded quarterback room at USC by and large because of a lot of his work, not only coaching, but recruiting to have Jackson Dart, to have Keaton Slovis. Uh, they were in and other guys who just said, 
that room is too talented. I'm going to go somewhere else. And they were in on it. They had a chance there, too. And a lot of those quarterbacks are in the portal now. There's names out there that are very obvious. There's Jackson Dart. There's Sam Hewer. There are guys like that that, hey, when we – Chris, we talked this morning, this morning about the portal and how thin it was and how West Virginia was not going to be able to hit the pinata because there were prizes out there, but this was not the situation for it as it was constituted at that moment. That's totally changed right now. Um, this is all new. The the door is open. The arms are wide open. And I would say that with this move, like Neil Brown, Graham Harrell, WVU has people's attention. And you get to use that now, too. So they'll be burning up the phones, I'm sure, looking at quarterbacks, looking at receivers, looking at high-end offensive talent who might have said no thanks before and might say no thanks now, but they're going to take the call. They're going to have a conversation about it. And who knows how many wins that produces in the offseason, wins by like, hey, this position got better or this transfer arrived. That was not going to be the same, again, as, as recently as when we spoke this morning. That's a big change, I think. Yeah, well, and this is how this is how this time of year works. And and we also talked about that, that the coaching changes and, and the portals changing every couple hours, every, you know, guy, I was about to say every couple of days, a couple of hours, a couple of minutes. Uh, new guys are entering, new guys are exiting. Um, so this, obviously, the hiring aspect of it, uh, of hiring Harrell, opens up a few more possibilities. And then you see guys like Dart and other guys in that portal already that have connections like this. And and even guys that maybe didn't have connections to Harrell, but were kind of, you know, hey, like, oh, West Virginia, meh, yeah, maybe, maybe. And then they hire Harrell and it's, oh, well, maybe West Virginia. Maybe, maybe that is the answer. Um, so I do think this opens up some more, some more possibilities for West Virginia in the portal than maybe they had before. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an off season win. There's only so much you can do and, and timing is everything and they can have kids on campus for official visits now because the semester started, it works out really well. Um, I think there, there's a lot to that and timing, like you said, this is the time of year where it happens, but they, they've engineered this the right way. It's good. It's a healthy step for them too. Um, Advertise for a moment, Chris. We'll wrap this up here, but this has only just happened. We have our emergency podcast. We have three, four additional stories about this offensive coordinator hire on the site. Um, seems like a good time to visit. Yeah, I would say right now, I, for sure, we got the $1 for a month VIP deal going on, but uh, we have prodded uh, the higher-ups for a 50% off deal for annual subscribers. So the $1 for a month of VIP, which, by the way, will take you through the second signing day. Uh, and, and another month of basketball and so on. So you can try that out or hopefully soon uh, 50% off for an annual VIP membership as well. If you want to lock it in long-term and get the best deal possible, that's, that's also another option. So uh, be sure to ch- hop in there. As you mentioned, we've already got uh, you know our instant analysis on there, some more information you're hearing on other coaching moves, potentially um, some details on the contract. Uh, we are pretty active on the message boards right now too, talking with our VIP subscribers about some other things going on, how this actually impacts a couple other players that were about to leave West Virginia yeah, yeah. that are not anymore. Uh, my understanding is in part because of this. So be sure to, you know, take advantage of that deal. Join us. We'd love to have you love to uh, share some more info with you. Two things before we go. One, um, the, what did Chris know? What did Mike know? When did they know it? <laughs> we had heard and we squeezed our sources for details on this and they would not tell us because they said it was big. But we had heard Saturday into Sunday 
that Brown was moving. Like that the Trickett thing was not the cause of him moving, but he was going to move. He was going to make some moves. And this this is a move that could happen with Trickett on the staff. It doesn't affect him. They were up to something, and we heard that there were moves coming and that it was going to cause a shakeup on the staff. Correct? Yes. This was beyond what I imagined. Yeah, I was going to say, I am looking back because I, I got on one of my sources about we need to be a little clear about what's big news and what's big news because the, uh, the message I got from this source was that there's a new hire coming. Hopefully in the next couple of days it will be official. No one's getting fired, shuffling some other guys around. That was what it said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does that warrant, you know, like I feel like there's a uh, a disparity here between what that was relayed relayed to me and what actually happened. Because I was, I got that message and thought, oh man, it's going to be, you know, a little bit more of the same. And whether that's the answer or not the answer, whatever, that's not up to me to decide. But I was prepared for the meltdown on the board of of no big changes coming. And then this happens. So, yeah, yeah, I think we need to have some some talks with our sources about what warrants a big change and what's a big change out well, there. Let me let me tie together your advertising that you just laid out and then your explanation right there of what's happened here. Um, I've been told just stay tuned. This is not done. Oh, God. Um, it, it could be the transfer portal. It could be the tight ends coach. But when, something like this does not happen on its own. These things are usually in a stream because the coordinator is going to want his guys or his players or whatever. Uh, these things typically happen in a string. So stay tuned. Um, we have more work to do. We just wanted to stop by and fill in some blanks while we could. And we just can't do enough work and can't do enough talking about quarterbacks in the portal, can we? Absolutely not. Even when we try to avoid it on the morning podcast, they get us in the afternoon. We will be talking again. I'm soon. I'm sure sooner or later is the way things are going. If not, we'll be chatting about or writing about quarterbacks in the portal. Until then, uh, I am Mike Cassazza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We'll talk to you later.